I V M. Hello and welcome to the Wire Talks. I'm Siddharth Bhatia. For the first time ever, the prestigious Booker Prize was awarded to a translation of a Hindi novel, raising the profile not only of the book but also of the author and Hindi literature. Gitanjali Shree's original novel Red Samadhi, which was translated as Tomb of Sand by Daisy Rockwell, was called a luminous novel of India and partition by the judges. What does this accolade mean for Indian writing specifically in Hindi and in translation what does it mean for other languages in India and will this also suggest a boost for Hindi literature our guest today is Ashok Vajpayee himself a poet in Hindi essayist and critic Vajpayee has published over 20 books of poetry and criticism and was awarded the Sahitya Academy award in 1994 for his poetry collection he has also been a noted cultural and arts administrator and officer of the indian administrative service and set up several cultural institutions including bharat bhavan in bhopal in 2015 he was among the first writers to return his sahitya academy award in protest against the government's silence on violence against writers and the minorities Ashok Vajpayee welcome to the Wire Talks. Gitanjali Shree's novel has won a major international award. What will the impact of this be on Hindi writing? Well, uh, there are two or three things which immediately occur to me. Firstly, this is a recognition that there is first rate good writing in many Indian languages including Hindi. two it also tries to correct the impression internationally created by english writing from india that it is the best and the most representative writing from india three it raises the bar for translation because translation unfortunately in india has not enjoyed the kind of prestige that it enjoys in the west fourthly it brings into limelight the fact that at least in hindi and i i'm, I'm sure this is true about many other indian languages there is a very vibrant group of women writers writing poetry fiction non fiction etc there are two aspects relating to translation one is translation within indian languages and the other is translations from indian languages into foreign languages in terms of translation within indian languages hindi is one of the most hospitable languages uh the number of translations from other languages that take place in hindi is quite enormous the only said point is that most of these translators are different language people learning hindi and translating from their mother tongue into hindi the hindi sort of persons 
do not uh, readily or broadly learn other Indian languages to translate from those other Indian languages. But if you want to know what is happening in Indian literature in most of the languages, uh, and if you are only a Hindi reading person, you would have a fairly wide and representative idea about the state of literature in India. The second aspect that is about translations from Indian languages abroad, this might create a Philip there uh, in the sense that having learned that there is a language in which such a good novel has been written, they might feel more interested in getting works, let's say, from Marathi, Urdu or uh, Tamil or Malayalam, uh, etc., translated into English and other languages. Is there a readership? Now you say, for example, a terrific Malayalam novel, a novel in Malayalam is translated into Hindi. Is there a readership? Well, there is a reasonable readership. In Hindi readership itself is very limited. If you look at the numbers of the Hindi-speaking people, uh, more than 40 crores, uh, the number of books that get sold in Hindi is shamefully low. The Hindi reading habits uh, have not grown. Uh, there is a middle class, a largest middle class uh, of the country, but uh, this is a middle class which is has been constantly alienating itself from its own mother tongue. Uh, this is not the situation, for instance, in Bengali or Marathi or Malayalam or even Assamese. So that thereby, there is a readership, but it's not a very large readership. However, publishing something in Hindi does make some kind of a rise in reputation of the book and the writer nationally. Uh, I would remind you that there was a time when, for instance, uh, plays of Vijay Tendulkar, Badal Sarkar, Girish Karnad, uh, they were all wonderful plays written in respective languages, but they they attained a national uh, reputation uh, once they were translated into Hindi and produced in Hindi. And there were at that time many translations which took place of these plays, not from their original languages, but from Hindi. So Hindi into, say, Marathi or Hindi into Bengali, whatever. What has been the, I mean, generally speaking, the reaction of the Hindi literary world to Gitanjali Shri's victory? Well, uh, largely it has been welcome. Largely people have felt happy, but there are always cynical writers everywhere. And uh, those cynical negative voices have also uh, uh, raise their head, as it were. Uh, social media now becomes the forum where all kinds of people have all kinds of opinions. One of them, or, or uh, at least some of them, saying that this is not a major Hindi novel. There have been, uh, it's true, it's not a major novel of the same, shall we say, magnitude uh, or stature as works by. Krishnabaldev Bad or Vinod Kumar Shukla or Krishna Sopti or Nirmal Varma. But, and these major novels have been translated into English. But that, that hardly sort of matters. The point is, it has been a 
it is a good novel it's an important novel and it has been adjudged by an international jury so obviously uh, the verdict like all verdicts will always be debatable but this verdict is a positive verdict and i think the hindi literary world by and large is happy uh, yeah that's uh, that's somewhat encouraging but uh, curiously the government which is all for promoting hindi and all for accepting any international accolade including a reference in some magazine positive reference in some magazine and crows about it has been completely muted and not said a word of congratulations yes i in another uh, on another occasion i commented on it uh, at that time they haven't said anything about nikhat uh, this uh, sports woman who world who won a world championship uh, she there was no compliment given to her but now of course they have made amends but uh, about this well you see the point is that the novel is talking about limits and the sort of uh, trying to exceed the limits to push the limits to destroy the limits to demolish demolish the limits and this government ideologically is a government which has been very very furiously busy creating all kinds of limitation creating all kinds of borders now how an anti border novel winning an award can possibly be of interest to a party and to a system which is itself responsible for creating some of the most avoidable borders in our times in our society uh, also i seem to recall you know references by gitanjali shri articles speeches in which she has been pretty critical of what's going on in terms of not just limits and borders but also the policies of this government so but you don't think that they want to promote hindi that they would be a little less i don't want to use the word petty in such a forceful way but you know what i'm trying to say yes no i would a bit big hearted a bit big hearted huh. well uh, i would say they are being very petty minded one two the so called uh, promotion of hindi is also an empty uh, statement what have they done exactly to promote hindi today for the first time one of the ministers the education minister has made a statement that there is no national language all languages of this country are national languages this is mr whatever the name mr pradhan or who's the education minister he has said in connection with the uh, national uh, education policy now this is for the first time that i hear this government acknowledge what is a fact there is no national language in the constitution there is a national there is a national anthem there is a national flag there are national archives and there is national museum there have been national school of drama and such other national institution but there has not been national language and that is what it how it should be in a pluralistic country like india now as for their concern for hindi they have have they done anything to promote uh, uh, interaction between hindi and other languages have they done 
any have they taken any step or institutional step to bring the indian languages together to make them more efficient for purposes of education for purposes of jurisprudence or knowledge production this that and the other if anything else if anything at all they have systematically tried to destroy some of the important centers of knowledge production uh, uh, and uh, uh, ideas such as jnu jamia millia and the universities in the hindi belt have more or less collapsed look at what happened in allahabad what have happened to patna these were eminent universities sagar etc they have all and the government is not even aware of it uh, if not uh, exactly uh, complicit uh, in this destruction so this is a this is merely a a a slogan and i suspect the slogan comes by making hindi a language of hindutva which fortunately it is not but if you look at the electronic media if you look at the political debates that go on in hindi hindi appears to be a language of hatred a language of quarrels and uh, uh, disruptions a language in which there are a lot of abuses to be inflicted on others a language with others many community now this is not the true nature of hindi hindi literature today is firmly against these distortions uh, of hindi language you know pushing hindi even even in terms of rhetoric which we understand is dangerous in a country like india isn't it it can okay, have okay. dangerous fallout yes and already you see how after these are like you know this government particularly the the forces uh, of bjp they they start something and then if they find that there is some uh, some uh, resistance or is likely to create a, uh, a negative fallout they would keep quiet they'll say nothing more about it. so you heard about hindi a few months ago and because it was attacked in tamil nadu or wherever they keep quiet they are not no longer coming out with any explanation as long as the cause of hindi is promoted and seen to be promoted as against other indian languages or at least different from other indian languages it is bound to create this aggressive reaction and there is no need hindi doesn't need that kind of a promotion in fact hindi has spread in many parts of this country through cinema through television it has not spread through efforts of government even earlier governments have tried to do that but it was not and the hindi that has been created for official purposes is a hindi which nobody understands including the officials who use it because it is a dead stale language away from the living idioms of hindi we'll be right back after this short break welcome back to the wire talks 
that sarkari hindi uh, which i hear on flights and all that and in circulars is simply yeah. impossible to understand so why not promote yeah. hindustani for example you see first thing i think the state should stop promoting it, it, it has no business to promote one it is withdrawing from many more gainful activities why does it want to uh, indulge in an activity which is not going to be gainful one two just as many bhaktas have become sort of uh, daily historians on many historical events so has many leaders etc have become uh, spokesmen for hindi now uh, hindi doesn't need them hindi has enough important writers enough important intellectuals enough important people to speak for it and hindi will be nourished and promoted and and sustained by the people not by the state hindi has no experience of being ever promoted by the state in its history and the khadi boli at one time which is now the the the, the main uh, dialect of hindi the, by which we understand hindi is khadi because it was also supposed to be standing against power so it it, it doesn't need it uh, it had never enjoyed uh, state patronage in a big way and it had better not sort of crave for it i don't know of any uh, uh, there will always be people who will crave for it the mediocre will always need the support or, or whatever but the the talented and the uh you know the the most substantial people don't the last time in the 60s when government tried to impose across the country there were riots in tamil nadu if you remember yes yes so surely yes. our present government has uh, learnt uh, studied history you know that it can have dangerous implications they are so busy creating history that they had had no opportunity when they acquired their master's degree in entire political science perhaps history was not exactly uh, one of the things that they, they had the occasion to to go through and uh, mind you language is a very emotional issue uh, besides it's a very cultural construct and people sort of attain their identity through language so language is an important issue but because it is an important and an emotional issue it should keep the heavy hand of the state away do you find that uh, more and more families more and more youngsters want to lean towards english because it's a language of economic opportunity and that could have a detrimental lang- effect on uh, not just hindi but other languages yes it is unfortunately this is happening in a large way and as i said it is the middle classes which have these aspirational uh, trends uh, becoming more and more important for them and uh, that they by uh, a large are shifting in fact the problem uh, of hindi is, is more or less the problem of other indian languages as well uh, most indian languages are in the uh, in 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 a crisis uh, in terms of uh the linguistic skills and aspirations of their middle class children they tend to think that so the effort of the government if at all should be to make both hindi and other indian languages 
provide the same opportunity for aspirations as English does in this country. In other words, if in Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, the largest number of crimes take place, the largest number of violent acts and murders and rapes and take place, if the largest amount of unemployment in the in these states, uh, if the the largest number of people have yet to uh, taste the fruits of development, then how can you expect that a language alone will? But in the promotion of Hindi, the current promotion of Hindi, I see a, a subtle attempt to give to the Hindi-speaking state another toy. We have given you a temple, uh, we have given you the Hindut, we have given you and now we give you Hindi, you know. So these are these are attempts to to conceal or to take you away from the real issues which impinge on your life and livelihood. But do you see a future because Hindi cinema and now Hindi uh, films on OTT platforms are doing really well? The Hindi channels do better than English channels. Do you see a future for the language if correctly managed? Yes. I mean, you know, I I, I, I don't think that a language can... I, you know, I'm reminded of what the Russian poet Joseph Brodsky once said about Anna Akhmatova, a great Russian poet who had to suffer uh, during the Soviet regime. And uh, she said, but finally... Anna Akhmatova will survive because language is more ancient than the state. I think what you're asking me is this. Language is more ancient than state. And therefore, there are these other possibilities which are opening, have opened up. And if they are treated properly with human empathy, with visions and dreams which are already entrenched in their traditions are allowed to bloom forth and if these language this language or for that matter any other language is made to be a language of aspiration not only as expression then there is a future maybe this is an optimism of a writer uh, who has spent 60 years writing and i don't want to feel that uh, sooner or later, I'm, I may be forgotten and thrown into the dustbin by history for other causes, but not because I wrote in Hindi. Yeah, that's, that's very well put. But uh, on a personal note, I must say that at a particular time in my young, uh, younger days, I read Premchand and Yashpal in Hindi. Hmm. And uh, just now, uh, I have Gitanjali Shri's novel in the original and uh, Rockwell's uh, translation, Daisy's translation. But hmm. I'm afraid I'll be leaning towards that because yeah. I haven't, perhaps, I can speak it, but I perhaps lost little bit of that easy fluidity. So, yeah. I'm very, very happy about your optimism and okay. may that optimism continue. So, that was a hopeful note to end uh, this uh, discussion on the Shok Vajpayee is with us, telling us that Hindi is uh, not going to be a dead language. And now with, uh, with events like Gitanjali, with really, really milestones like Gitanjali Shri winning a Booker Prize 
and no doubt there are languages uh, writing in languages in india which are really really evocative um and they need to be brought to the notice of a wider readership that hindi and hindi writing and the language not just of expression but also as he pointed out very perceptibly aspiration will continue and uh, there is a long way before it's going to be wiped out but again to just sum up ashok vajpayee has also told us the government should get out of the way and not do promotion so thank you ashok vajpayee for this wonderful conversation i think it will uh, i'm afraid we had to do it in english but it will reach particular audience so i suppose it's a good thing as long as communication is maintained thank you uh, with that we come to the end of this episode of the wire talk we'll be back once again next week with another guest from me sadat bhatia and the wire talks team goodbye you can check out this podcast and other interesting ones on the wire website the ivm podcast website app or wherever else that you get your podcasts goodbye from me sadat bhatia and the wire talks podcast team